Welcome to Love Notes from a Soul Coach, the podcast where we don't shy away from the difficult topics. We dive deep and explore what it means to genuinely, authentically heal. I'm your host, Mary, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's show. Hi, friends. Do you ever experience summertime FOMO? That feeling where the profound beauty and brevity of this season gut punches you and you fear that you're not making the most of it? You fear it's passing too quickly and you haven't checked all the boxes of impossibly precious and special things one is expected to do during the summer? If you resonate with this, I'm dedicating this episode to you because I feel you. I have dealt with summertime FOMO for ages, and it's only been worse post-COVID, where the internal pressure to make up for lost time makes this season seem even more like a setup for disappointment. The interesting thing about FOMO is that I think it's less about the fear of missing out and more about the fear of regret and disappointment. It's the fear that we're not having an experience we're supposed to be having if we want to live a trend-setting, abundant, enviable life, and we will regret it later. Of course, FOMO is pure ego. It's probably one of the most famous and favorite campaigns of the ego. It keeps us anxiously engaged with needing to know what everyone else is doing, what's cool, what's happening, what's the latest on the event calendar that gives life meaning, and anything that is largely of the ego will bring suffering. So we just have to know that going in. When we get swept up in FOMO, we're in deep with our egos and there's going to be some degree of suffering as a result. Now the opposite of the ego is the soul. And the opposite of FOMO is being at peace with life's unfolding. It's allowing ourselves to get lost in the details of life, the sweetness, the moments, especially the unscripted, unexpected moments where we just find ourselves caught up in the aliveness that's all around us. And it's not necessary to snap a picture of it and share it with the world. It's just for us. There's real richness in this because FOMO is twofold, right? It's like, I have to be there. I have to attend. I can't miss out. And then I have to make sure I brag about it publicly and get the validation of, see, I was there. I'm important. Don't you wish you were me? When we're deeply peaceful and present with our experience in the moment, and there's no need to show and tell about it, It's just completely enough for us as it is. And that's real liberation. So I wrote a little piece about this that I wanted to share with you today about having a different kind of summer and allowing some space for all the feelings that go along with a different kind of anti-FOMO summer to come up and be felt. That's what I've been trying to do this summer. Just be true to what's true for me and let that be enough. So here's my writing on this. And as always, thank you for being here and for listening.
I didn't really go anywhere this summer, just out to the backyard where the grass is always in need of a haircut and laid with the dogs there and watched the clouds shift and darken and move with a momentum all their own across the sky. Does that count? It's its own kind of trip to lie in a roarsatch patch of shade, grateful for the reprieve and give oneself time to just be present with all the aspects of life which typically pass unnoticed. My meditation teacher talks about seeing without looking, the gentleness of a gaze, finding a place to rest the fullness of its attention, allowing what is alive and wants to be seen to enter our field without setting out to find it. I'm normally setting out, hunting, searching, seeking, so allowing can feel strange. Allowing can feel like a vacation in and of itself, a break from straining, from leaning into the future, away from what is right here, right now. I wasn't invited to, nor did I offer to host any long and rambling outdoor gatherings this summer, the kind you drag tablecloths and hurricane candles out for, and coolers filled with ice for rosé and beer. But I did make a beautiful dinner the other night, with tomatoes fresh from the farm, and by some miracle, everyone was home and available and hungry at the same time. So we sat on the back patio and ate together while the dogs swarmed under the table and begged, making out like bandits, and the fireflies put on a magnificent show. My oldest moved to Chicago this summer, a two-hour flight from New York that took 17 hours because of thunderstorms. Maybe it was the sky protesting on behalf of my secret wish to keep her here. I wrapped my arms around her at the terminal. The sun was shining then and we had no idea of what was to come. I smelled her new expensive shampoo, tried to breathe it into the center of my being, cupped her face in my hands, said only the essential things to keep the dam in place, to make it a happy send-off. That was my aim. I knew I could be alone in the car and fall apart privately on the drive home. The essential things are, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Go. And so she did. She went into the current with all the other fishies, dragging their heavy bags, making their way to their various seas. But on the escalator, I turned back to see if I could still see her. And she was there, turning back to look for me at the same time. It was just a split-second moment between the two of us, a question we both needed answered. It asked, are you still there? And the answer was, yes, I'm here. Just look over your shoulder. You'll always find me here. If you've done your job right as a parent, your children feel confident enough to grow up and fly away from you. They might look back, but only for a moment. Then they turn their sights toward their own horizon line, their horizon line, which is not yours. All these years, everything in your life has been designed around making sure this person is okay. And then suddenly your services aren't needed anymore. You're demoted from full-time to on-call 
and it takes time for the reality of that memo to sink in. I planted my own patch of sugar snap peas this summer and managed to eat them before the neighborhood groundhog could. I picked bright yellow marigold flowers from the local farm, carrying them home in a jar of water like a girl torn from a page in an overpriced lifestyle magazine. How picturesque my life must have looked to anyone watching me go by with my sun hat and my long denim dress and my jar full of fresh flowers on a late summer morning. We don't live picturesque lives. We live gory, confusing, and contradictory ones. But sometimes there are moments when the light is just right and everything beautiful fits into the jar in your hands and you carry it with ease, even though there are so many other things you're worried about, so many other things that will never fit into this jar full of a tiny bouquet. And even though you know these flowers can only live a brief time, you just allow the moment to be true. You allow yourself to belong to it wholly. You know deep in your heart there is no such thing as summer vacation. There are just these seasons of life these moments that arise and pass away, arise and pass away. There is just you standing amongst it all, bearing witness. Thanks for spending the time with me today. And if you heard something that resonated, please consider liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast so it can find its way to other ears out there. To learn more about my work and my latest offerings, visit me at marywelch.com or on Instagram at marywelchofficial. Till next time, friends.